0: This podcast does not represent the views of Cisco College and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Welcome to Cisco Compass, stories from the big country of West Texas, a podcast that tells the untold stories and introduces the personalities of the big country of West Texas. I'm your host, Cisco College history professor, John Caraway. Right. Welcome to another edition of the Cisco Compass. I'm Cisco College History Professor John Carraway. We have two honored and distinguished guests with us today. Is that a good word, Are you,
1: sh- are you sure?
0: Well, we'll say you are okay. anyway. Uh, our old friends Scott Sosby and Gene Preuss. Is that how we say it? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Thank you, because I always mispronounce Gene's name. Uh, these two distinguished historians uh, are the inspiration for the Cisco Compass. They're uh, history podcast, Talking Texas History, is partly what gave me the idea uh, to do this broadcast that y'all enjoy when I remember to put one online. Uh, so I guess we'll start. Uh, y'all just introduce yourself
1: and, and tell our audience
0: a little bit about yourself and Whoever wants to go first can go first.
1: Thanks, John. Uh, my name is Scott Sosby. I'm a professor of history at Stephen F. Austin State University, all the way over in the other side of the state in Nacogdoches, Texas. That's just dang near in Louisiana, uh, for those of you who don't know. It's the oldest town in Texas, too, by the way. Uh, I've been to SFA since 2006. I'm also the executive director of the East Texas Historical Association, which you can all join to be a part of. Go to easttexashistorical.org, and you can join.
0: We like shameless self promotion on this program. We do it all the that time. That was like an
2: advertisement. He had to pay you money. Yeah,
0: to, we'll, just to have that on.
2: We'll charge the show. him.
0: A, we'll charge him an advertising fee.
2: Yeah, my name yeah. is Gene Preuss. I'm associate professor of history at the University of Houston Downtown. Downtown.
0: Downtown. Downtown. downtown.
1: Is Nancy Sinatra going to start singing? <laughs> yeah.
0: With that Nancy Sinatra? Yeah. Yep. Well, good, good. Well, tell us a little bit about... Clark. Petulia Clark, that's, Petulia Clark, Clark. Right that's right. Clark.
1: Uh, Nancy Sinatra was these boots are made boots for walking. Boots are made for walking.
0: Mm-hmm. We're showing our age. Uh, y'all tell us how y'all came up with the idea for Talking Texas History and what that's all about and go from there. Well,
2: um, there, there's two different versions. There's two different ways we started it. One uh, was that I had... Been an oral historian for a long time. I've been doing oral history and uh, was interested in it from the time I was uh, in high school, uh, and I had some professors at uh, San Marcos, Texas, at Texas State <laughs> University, and uh, they were encouraging and they were doing oral history, so just kept doing it. I worked in radio for ten years in out of high school for ten years out of high school, working my way through college. Uh, And so I had some background in radio and in oral history. I decided, you know, I'm going to get my students. We're going to get them to go out and do some oral history recordings of people they knew. uh, And we're going to put together a podcast. And back in those days, and those days, like it was a long time ago, three years ago, I was looking uh, online and I, how many Texas podcasts are there? There were very few. And so that was, I kind of got started then, then COVID hit and I put everything on hold.
1: And then when COVID started back up, I mean, well, I mean, I'm sorry, not starting back up. Thank God. When it was over <laughs> with, once again, I called Gene, talked to Gene and, and I had this idea, Gene, we need to start a podcast. Uh, he basically said, funny, you should say that because I've been thinking about that and calling you to do one. My uh, impetus for doing a podcast a lot of it was that, you know, by this time, three years, I mean, this is how fast technology and podcasts go, for that matter. Now, at this time, three years after he looked and there weren't very many, now there are over 30 podcasts on Texas history that you can uh, go out there and uh, listen to. Mm-hmm. But while almost many of those are very good, podcast. They're all narrative based. They're all, Hey, let's come on and tell a history story. You know, let's talk about something that happened. I wanted something different because we're having this, there's this really unfortunate, we call it divide, dichotomy, whatever, between what a lot of people who are like history, love reading history and follow history what they think history is, and then what professional-trained historians, how we approach history. And they shouldn't be that far apart. There was a gulf. I wanted to see if we could find a podcast that could meld the two, where we could bring professional historians into such a setting. They can record podcasts that everybody, that would also appeal not just to the academic-trained historian, but also to those who love history, and that's what we hope we've done when we do talk in Texas history. A lot of what we bring to uh, the listeners is, hey, this is how we do history. This is how we go out and do. We we talked to archivists and many things. So, and that was the idea that we could that we could come together and do. So, see if we couldn't stop. And, and to some extent, uh, you know, we we hear this talk about cultural wars mm-hmm. and things. Maybe with a little understanding between the two sides of that, we can come to a you know to some sort of agreement about these and not fight over them. So that was that was my inspiration. Sure. So we put it together, and August we started our first one. We in started August. in
2: August, right? And uh, we started uh, doing doing it over Zoom. You know, mm-hmm. we would uh, get on Zoom, and I knew how to do Zoom because you know from, because of COVID. Sure, I uh, did a lot of classes that way, and uh, we just. Recorded it through Zoom. I took out the audio track and edited it, got some music, developed an intro,
0: and we have talking Texas History. Very good. And it's an excellent podcast, available wherever you can find podcasts.
2: And where fine podcasts are sold. There you go.
1: Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can go to Buzzsprout directly and do it. Gene's the technical side, he does all that. I just do what I used to. I just show up and talk. Sure. (laughs) And you're good at that. Uh You're very good. Everybody's got to be good at something.
2: Well, you also do a lot of the scheduling and and trying to get ideas on generating who we're going to
1: bring in.
0: Talk about some of the guests you've had on your program thus far. Well, we've had uh, a lot of
2: fellow historians uh, and, you know, but talking about different things, not just talking about academic history, but uh, we want us to be kind of a teaching tool, something that we can inject into our classes and say, you want to learn a little bit more about this? Go listen to this podcast. So we've had uh Perky Beisel and Paul Sandel, two of Scott's colleagues who've talked about public history um uh, you know uh, putting history into the public sphere. We've had Debbie De- Debbie Lindsay Lyles uh is at the WC Gordon Center uh at uh, Stephenville in Thurber. Yep. And um she's been on talking about uh, western history and women in the west and uh the WC Gordon Center. Um we've had uh, people from other parts of the state and that's what we're trying to do uh, trying to bring in uh, all but now we've also had non-historians so James Harkins uh, one of our friends at the Texas uh land board who does maps uh and uh James actually James had us or had me on Uh, a show that he does and then he
1: reciprocated and came back to that was a great episode one of my favorite episodes was i was uh and we show our diversity was we talked to uh julia Mm boinkins right with the aha and she talked to us about teaching history and particularly in public school and how the aha the american historical association works with public school teachers and helps develop uh uh, curriculum, Jose Maria Herrera?
2: Jose Maria Herrera. Herrera
1: talked to us about social studies curriculum, because uh, he's a part of, name, what's the organization, Junior? Texas
2: Council of social studies. social studies.
1: And he and he's a trained educational uh, uh, professional, and, and mm-hmm. then also a historian at, at University of Texas, El Paso. Both of those uh, were great for, I mean, I think anybody that's out there maybe aspiring to be a public educator, those are two to give you some idea what it would be like. We have... Well, we like to say probably our most famous person that's ever been on. As we talked to, that's what I was about, uh, about to ask. Yeah. Nacogdochean, Nacogdochean, Nacogdochean?
0: Nacogdochean, well, Nacogdochean. He was actually born out here in West Texas. He was.
1: He was actually born in Roscoe, not too far from here. That's graduated right. from Roscoe High School. But when he graduated, he grew up on a farm in Roscoe. And when he graduated well, from Roscoe, what
0: else are you going to do in
1: Roscoe? Well, exactly. Leave. That's what you're going to do in Roscoe. And that's <laughs> no offense what Brad to our did. listeners
0: in Roscoe. That's but- what
1: Brad did. He left and went to school at Stephen F. Austin State University. Uh, he majored in communications at that time, in music. Uh, and then he, he went to Hollywood. He and wanted he is- to be an actor. And he eventually, after t- – he tells the story on our podcast, and that's why it's so great. He tells the story of him struggling as an actor. But then he was for 22 years, played – many of you will know who that is – Dr. Tony Jones on General Hospital. General Hospital. Uh, and, right. and he has now since come back to Nacogdoches, and now he's a professor at Stephen F. Austin teaching uh, television and movie uh, drama. And one of the
2: nicest, most humble guys you'd ever
0: want to meet. It was, it was just a, yes. it was a pleasure – to talk to him, you bet. It, it, he, I met him at the West Texas mm-hmm. Rehabilitation Telethon. He, a few years for, he,
1: he has he, he has stopped, as he complained to me, he got too old. uh But he went to the uh, West Texas uh, Rehab Telethon. He told me longer than he was on General Hospital. It was almost time. thirty years in a row. Yes, he went. He was mm-hmm. on there for a long time. And
0: I went up one evening and ran into him and told him I knew
1: Scott, and we we had a good conversation. And he still Very talked nice to you, no matter even though he did, he right. even though
0: I knew you, he still <laughs> talked to me. But nice, <clears throat> excuse me, nice guy, great guy, probably again y'all's most famous guest. Uh, other on, than Light Cummings, other than the famous, no, my famous friend, Light Cummings, yes, who was a state historian of Texas and has a great podcast radio voice. He really does. He does.
2: He, I mean, just talking to him, you don't. You don't know it. This is like you, John. I'm going to say this. I've listened to this podcast and listened to you, and I I told Scott, I said, you know, Caraway sounds really good on the radio. Well, you know, this equipment can make anybody sound good.
1: That's what I say about Gene's editing. He makes me sound good. (laughs)
2: Look, we've all got the face for radio. That's very true. And and, it shows. (laughs)
0: It shows. (laughs) No, and, and Brad was supposed to be here for the WTHK meeting, but he's
1: running for city council in Nacogdoches, and he had a campaign event. Well, that's more important.
0: That's more important. Mm-hmm. Getting elected. What have y'all enjoyed most about doing the Texas uh, Talking Texas History podcast, and what's been your biggest challenge?
1: I would say what I enjoy most is is sitting down and talking to people. I mean, most of the people we would schedule are, you know, they're our friends, or our mm-hmm. colleagues, or our peers. But we get to talk about things that we not not normally sit and talk to them about. And so we learn things about them. And we learn about this. And I think that's, that, that's what I've enjoyed about it most of all.
2: Gene? Well, it's like going to a conference, right? We just came from the West Texas Historical Association Conference here in Abilene. Mm-hmm. And what did we do 90% of the time? Talk. Sat around and talked to our friends. And Absolutely. that's, I think, one of the nice things about podcasts is it's almost – just like what we normally like to do. Sit around and talk. What are you up to? What are you doing? Uh, you know explain why you're doing, why it's important. And, and, and that's a, that is a nice, neat thing to to connect with people, I think. Uh, the biggest challenge, I mean, look, so uh, I, this podcast that I do, I have been for the past couple of years doing a monthly show for another organization a television show where I schedule it. Uh, We also interview candidates for office in the Houston area. The toughest thing for that and for this is just the scheduling and getting people to sit down and to talk because we've all got – we're all busy. I mean we're all busy, busy people. And uh, I think that's that's why I like the talking is because it's something where we can just Mm -hmm. take a breath, take a chair – and enjoy time one on one with one another, but the scheduling is difficult. It is. Yes.
1: Of course, Idiots. we don't just talk to guests. We have had three different shows where it was just Gene and I, probably our least popular ones. I don't think it had anything to do with the <laughs> fact that we didn't have any guests and all. But where we talked about history, for example, we did a we did a show on the what well, we thought we each came up with a list of the most transformative events in Texas history. That
2: was a good show.
1: And he, th- show. they were different. We had, you know, yeah. we're, we're historians We're all different uh, And that's the beauty We talked about books but Books on Texas history 20th century books On Texas history uh, Road trips mm-hmm. Texas road trips mm-hmm. I like that one That was pretty fun But we need to come up With another one We need to do another, soon. another Road trip one Or something like that Or something Maybe Texas best, roadside best attractions Best Texas movies Best Texas Ooh. movies That would be a good one That'd be a fun one Yeah That would best. be a fun one uh, John John Giant's not going to be on the list
0: well if I have anything to do with it giant for our listeners who don't know about my obsession with giant <laughs> my students will tell you about my obsession with giant Scott derades me for my obsession with that movie the the national movie of Texas
1: it is the national movie gonna of, say that over the of Alamo? the Texas myth <laughs> is what it is it is so the stereotypes and the tropes are just. Oh, and gosh. I'm going to ask
2: well, you this. And that's exactly and <laughs> why. That use over it. John Wayne's The Alamo.
1: Well, they're pretty bad there, but I think Giant may be even more. Tro- of course, I will say this for John. In a classroom setting in a certain area, Giant's perfect for, it that, is. for pointing out, look, look at this. Isn't this typical Texas trope? You know, of course, you know what? Actually, the movie's better than the book.
0: The movie's a lot better not than the book. As far as not pressing yes.
1: those stereotypes. You're like right. That. And, oh, was, and, okay. and right.
0: I do. I use Giant in my Texas history, my my Texas government classes. We use the barbecue scene out of Giant and say, how many Texas stereotypes can you pick out of this scene?
2: Well, barbecue and, in and, and of itself. And there's 40 or 50. That's a other. meta. And then we'll look meta.
0: at the the, the the man talk scene with Elizabeth Taylor where she dares to speak up and try to talk about politics and Bix sends Leslie to the bit. Be- there's just so many things. And of in course, so the biggest
1: thing is that somebody needed to bring old Rock aside and say, rock that's not a texas accent you're doing okay? <laughs> not at all that's a southern accent and there is a difference here not now and i will say james dean got a texas accent pretty well yeah but rock hudson could never pull it off that one well
0: that's james dean's best movie i, I really Probably. Think it
1: i mean he had an easy part to play he did all he was doing was just hey i'm glenn mccarthy that's all i am <laughs> <That's> so <right.
0: laughs> i need to do a whole show on giant sometime where's glenn mccarthy buried
1: in that cemetery you took us to in Houston, which I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, Glen Rose Cemetery.
0: <laughs> so y'all did the, the the program on Texas road trips. Talk about some of the places you talked about in that episode. Well, you know my
2: favorite place, and actually uh, uh, Scott agreed with me, so you know it was good. Uh, is the <laughs> <laughs> it's a place I've been to dozens and dozens of times, and that's the LBJ Ranch. Yeah, because it's especially good now. That the National Park Service, after Lady Bird passed away, they opened it up, and you can take your car and go all over. You don't have to go on a special tour. Sure, you can go all over the ranch by itself, by yourself, and see more of it than you could have before. And uh, you know that I, I, to me, there's nothing more quintessentially Texan than the LBJ Ranch because it brings in together, talking about Texas stereotypes, it brings in a lot of those uh, things that are identifiably Texan. Hereford cows, as we learned about today. Hereford cattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, open road
1: hats.
0: Open road hats. <laughs> open road hats are very popular now at the West Texas Historical Association.
1: If you will, if you will look and at And we the, started
0: that trend. I'm going to say we if started If you look at that. the
1: webpage— of talking Texas history, the two hosts are wearing open road hats, as do I in
0: my in my picture. that goes with so, this one too. So and, and at the Luke Casey store, at the Luke
1: Casey boot factory, we did. Of course, I was a bit of a homer on some of my road trips, and I said, you know, everybody has to visit Nacogdoches, the oldest town. How can sure. you have a Texas history road trip and you don't visit Nacogdoches? Just
0: Texas? getting the Nacogdoches from Abilene is an adventure. That's well, a, a bit of it
1: itself. You will, as you know, what it is and it isn't. Oh, you know, I tell everybody: just go east on I twenty and then then turn right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where do you see the Talking Texas History podcast going in the future? What, well, what, what what direction do y'all want to take it in? What's your ultimate goal for this thing?
2: Well, actually, you know, to be totally honest with you, um, I'm surprised it's gotten this far. I mean, because Scott and I you know, we get all the statistics when we, you know, we yeah. host it on the, on our host service and it gives us all these statistics and we've just been amazed that as many people have listened to it as have listened to it. So, you know, I think we were kind of say, well, we're going to do like 10 shows and, you know, we'll see how it goes. And it was always a show to show thing. Um, and now we're
1: 14 in.
2: No, I think we're closer to twenty. Is that right? We're closer okay. to twenty. You're you're ahead of me, but that's okay. We're closer to twenty. And you know, we've got you know, we don't have a million listeners, but we get well, about fifteen, two thousand yeah. downloads. Yeah. And as I told Scott, you know, as we hit like a hundred the first time we hit a hundred downloads, I said, that
0: is ninety five more than I ever thought yeah. we were and getting. And that was that exactly.
1: was up through the first show.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Well, see, we got I got over a hundred when Dwayne was on. You know, so yeah. Dwayne was incredibly popular.
2: Yeah. That's more. Ever tell you the story? Let me tell you a little story here. So we were at the buckle East up, Texas. Blister, so He's going to tell a story. <laughs> we were at the East Texas Historical Association. Uh, I don't know if I was president at the time, but Scott comes running up to me. My book had come out. One of my first book on my dissertation had come out, um, and Scott comes running to me. He goes, "Gene, Gene," he goes, "Texas A and M Press, they just sold out of your book." I was like, well, that was really nice. Scott says, well, they only brought five. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. yeah, you, know, you, you know, Scott's that little person sitting on you. Oh, we all do this to each other, right? It's like, you know, remember, thou art human. Uh-huh. Uh, this is what we do to each other. We you do. We we kick a man when they're down. That's they're well. Down. Yeah. That's. I was all excited. <laughs> and very good
1: at it. That's. I decided I, I as excited when we were at East Texas at recording. Uh, One of the podcasts we recorded, we talked to publishers uh, of the presses and stuff, Mm -hmm. and I asked them about Amazon and how Amazon worked because I was excited because my Hank Smith book, I went to it one time on Amazon, and it said, order now, only two left. I went, Mm -hmm. Amazon's almost sold out of my book. I'm kicking ass. You know, it's really doing well, (laughs) you know? And I was talking to John Brock, and I said, how's that work? He goes, well, Amazon, to, to some extent, kind of gauges what the market is and every time they do. And they'll call us and say, Hey, send us five, send us four, <laughs> you know? And, and and then when they get low, then they'll just say some more. So what that might've been is Amazon sold two of them. That's yep. uh, what it, it might've been. It just
0: destroys your ego, yeah. doesn't it? Just completely it, uh, messes with your psyche. It keeps you human. It keeps you humble. That's uh, it. It keeps, you, keeps you, humble. you
1: humble. Well, you said what we want to do with this. I'm. Ho- I actually hope that it gets to the point where first off it's regular. We don't stop. Yes. And we continue to go this we get enough listenership where it continues to go regular but I really do hope it does this where we can draw in all kinds of of listeners that download it yes. and then it becomes something that where people can tune in and just get more of an idea of hey this is this is what historians do because a lot of people don't know That's what right. we do well That's the right. other thing
2: is is that historians have an an image and, and a lot of people think you know we're talking in you know twenty five dollar words when a a a three dollar 50 cent word would do. Uh, And then we're talking about theory and, you know, we're talking highfalutin, you know, ephemeral stuff. But, you know, a lot of times what we do and people that we know, we sit around and talk about everyday stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and one of the things uh, about historians and, and and a lot of times historians get a lot of flack, especially uh, in today's political climate that we're teaching this theory or that theory, or that we're, Advocating that you have to, you students have to believe what we believe. And nothing could be farther from the truth, at least in my experience. I never knew what my political, my professor's political background was. Mm-hmm. And when I did learn years later, I was often surprised sure. sometimes. Um, and so I, it's not about teaching politics. We just teach the truth. And I want you to decide for yourself because uh, I can't tell you what to believe. Only you can decide for yourself what you want to believe. That's and right. the thing about history, now we have, actually, last night we were sitting at a table, and there were about six, seven, eight of us, and we had a debate among ourselves over an issue in Texas history that mm-hmm. is kind of you know in the press right now. And none of us agreed on it,
1: no. The ones we, who didn't agree with us were wrong, but that's okay. Yeah,
2: I mean, but we, but we like them anyway. That's right. Uh, and you know, we we all have differences of opinion, and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And but we we're still friends afterwards. We still respect each other afterwards, and that's what we do. And I, and I want, I hope that uh, either students who are listening or the general public who's listening, who doesn't have to listen, uh, but does, I hope that they'll see that is that. Um, you know, we put stories together in different ways. Uh, we use the facts of history and we use the skills that we've learned and we've trained. There, it's not beyond anyone's reach. Anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. But we do it because we love it and we hope that you'll love it too.
0: That's right. And, and that's, that's, that's the point of these podcasts we do is to try to inspire a love, a passion of history yeah. and share our love and passion of history. And I hope that comes across. Well, Scott, Gene, thank you very much for taking some time. Thank you, John. Before you head out of town to come on the Cisco Compass, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Before I let the audience go, I'm going to do some shameless self-promotion. I will promote the students first, though. Uh, Thursday night, that's April 20th, uh, down at the Eastland County Museum, downtown Eastland, Texas. Uh, Old rips there, Ron. Old rips in the courthouse. Uh, Cisco College students, the art students, have been working on an exhibit uh, painting uh, depictions of various events in Texas history. Uh, They will have that exhibit opening on uh, Thursday evening at the Eastland County Museum uh, beginning at 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Uh, myself and the Dr. Dwayne Hale are the entertainment, I mean the speakers, uh, to open that uh, uh, exposition. What am I trying to say? Exhibit. Exhibit. Uh, So please, if you're in the Eastland County area, April 20th, come by the Eastland County Museum. uh, Look at the work these students have done. They've worked very hard on this project this semester. They're very excited about this exhibit. Don't come to listen to me and Dwayne. Come to listen, to Dwayne. Uh, come to come to Dwayne's, our good friend. Uh, come to the museum, look at their artwork, showcase those students, and, and uh, just give them some attention that they, that they really need. And, and you can listen to me and Dwayne as well. But uh, we appreciate you coming out. Again, Scott and Gene, thank you very much. And we'll see you all next time on the Cisco Compass. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Cisco Compass, Stories from the Big Country of West Texas. If you'd like more information about uh, the stories or guests told on this podcast, please feel free to contact me at john, J-O-H-N, dot caraway C-A-R-A-W-A-Y, at cisco.edu. And join us next time for another story and another episode of Cisco Compass. Copyright 2023, John Carroll.